and welcome back into another edition of the Devoted Steelers podcast. I am the D as in Dimitri George, joined alongside my co-host. He is the V, Vince Paparella. Vince, another Sunday, another big question mark heading into this week's matchup for the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Los Angeles Chargers uh, this evening. Uh, first and foremost, Vince, how we doing? Uh, we're doing good. It's going to be an exciting day of football, especially the 1 o'clock games. And, of course, we get to top it off with Pittsburgh Steelers, so it's always a great day. Exactly. Um, as most of you know, uh, Devlin Duck Hodges will be making his first professional start tonight against the Chargers. Mason Rudolph, who did practice in limited capacity all week, um, ultimately the Steelers, I think, smartly said, with the bye coming up, we're just going to not uh, risk it. Um, along with some other guys who I do want to touch base really quick before we start previewing this game. Um, one of the biggest ones, I think, and this might, might – I don't want to say it's, a, it's more concerning, but uh, Steven Nelson was able to make the trip, um, who also practiced limited uh, in a limited capacity all week with his groin injury that popped up, uh, this, uh, I guess, at the end of the game last week or somehow. Um, he didn't, is not playing in this game, so Artie Burns – uh, said he is, is is expected to start, which will be the case after Stephen Nelson was downgraded to out and didn't even travel, as I mentioned. Um, that's obviously something to keep an eye on um, in this week's matchup. Uh, other guys, I believe Rosie Nix is still out. Um, and obviously, uh, Jan- Janet Samuels is out with his knee injury. James Washington's not playing. So Paxton Lynch was elevated to the pra- uh, from the practice squad to the active roster to back up. Uh, Devlin and Trey Edmonds was promoted. Uh, and so Javron Elliott and Fred Johnson were put on waivers. It'll be interesting to see. I think Fred Johnson is someone that Steelers would love to have back because um, that would really be a bummer. After losing Skipper after the, in the first week to waivers and getting claimed, uh, the Steelers would love to try to get Johnson back. But I think who also yeah. said – I'm not sure if they both were told that they'd like to bring him back, but I think Johnson definitely. One of the beat reporters had mentioned something like that. So – that's kind of the injury report again, as I mentioned. Uh, the also, biggest story. Uh, uh, Mark Barron. Yes, sorry. Forgot to mention Mark Barron. Mark Barron will not play in this game as well. But, again, Vince even tweeted out, with the bye coming up, a lot of these guys are kind of banged up. Great opportunity to kind of let them sit out this week, get the bye, get two weeks. And, again, you still, they have a long – even they have a Monday night game coming out of the bye, so even a, an extra day of rest there too as well. So, I think it's smart to try to get through this game – um, with the healthiest players that you have, and you don't want to risk it, especially, like I said, with the bye coming up. So um, I agree with those decisions. Obviously, like I said, the biggest storyline is the fact that Devlin Hodges is making a start. But I think um, from a, from my perspective, I'm really looking at the Artie Burns situation. Now, I've not, I've not been an Artie Burns uh, basher. I, I, yeah. I know that he struggled and that – there's times where you sit there and say that's a, it's a really solid play and shows good fundamentals and technique. And then there's times where you go back to Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati last week and he's backpedaling in the end zone. You're like, what the hell are you doing? Um, oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Uh, so, and the reason I'm saying that is because obviously a lot of it has been talked about the Keenan Allen matchup this, uh, this week as opposed to last year when they had John Bostic covering him on third down that Vince and I were at that game. Uh, and it was for pretty much, you know, to put them in a position to pick up the first down, shoot more clock out, and ultimately kick the uh, game-winning field goal as time expired. That drove me nuts. But Mike Tomlin's uh, reasoning for that is what they didn't have the personnel that they needed. A little bit better situation this year. 
Um, even with Steven Nelson out, which does does hurt because he's been playing phenomenal for the Steelers. Really great signing by Kevin Colbert and the guys. Um, so you look at Artie Burns, Joe Hayden. Uh, you still have Cam Sutton, Mike Hillen in the slot. Um, and you have your three-safety look with Cam Kelly, um, Minka Fitzpatrick, and obviously Terrell Edmonds. So a little bit better than last year, obviously. And you obviously have Devin Bush um, and Vince Williams, who – I think largely Steelers Nation would prefer that pairing. Um, a lot of people are down on Mark Barron, which I can understand why. Mark Barron is an upgrade over John Bostic. Um, whatever that may be, um, I think that's I think that's fair to say. Just in a fair coverage standpoint, uh, Mark Barron is better or is an upgrade versus John Bostic. John Bostic's duty, though, when he was brought to Pittsburgh, was not to cover and no, it, no. You know, it was because they lost the Jacksonville game and they couldn't tackle. Um, you know, but defensive, you know, I expect them to uh, rush the passer very well. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, the center's out. Um, Mike Pouncey. Mike Pouncey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, if I heard correctly, once again, they're going against like a first or second year tackle on the left side. So I, I, there's no excuse for this edge rusher not to get home. I his name is slipping my, my my head right now, but if that right tackle moves before the snap again, so um, so yeah, me. yeah, I know. Uh, but let's not get into. I don't want to talk about referees; they already make me nuts. Um, so one of the things uh, on a keynote, I think, for the Chargers, obviously Melvin Gordon is his third game back. Is really didn't really he didn't really play at all in the first his first game back against Miami a few weeks back. Um, played a little, played more a little bit last week, but it sounds like they're going to try to ramp it up even more this week. So. Um, Steelers have to be prepared for that. And also Austin Eckler, who's been a menace out of the backfield in the passing game. Um, but it looks like they're going to get Hunter Henry back, the tight end, uh, very talented, who's just had an unfortunate rash of injuries here lately. Um, so obviously a big boost to their passing game. Um, but when you look at this matchup for the Steelers, I think obviously, like you said, defensively, it's about getting pressure on Phillip Rivers. Um, and I think largely – defensively you have to be happy especially over the last course of the last three or four games mm-hmm. from a turnover from from a turnover perspective from a pressure perspective um they're getting after it they're creating splash and that's exactly what they're going to need again tonight as they obviously have Devlin Hodges making his first start and I tweeted this out yesterday and I, I'm curious not, I'm not really curious to hear not, not that I'm not curious to hear your thoughts but I think it's just as just as known right you know this this stadium is a soccer stadium which doesn't hold a lot of people um, in terms of being a real technical, technically it's a road game, but I don't foresee it being that much of a road game. You know, I feel like this stadium is going to be pretty much filled up with the majority of Steelers fans. So you might not have to do silent count. Um, you might be able to do run your regular cadence and, you know, not worry about communication issues and, and so on and so forth. So from that perspective, I think that's a little bit of a, a potential advantage for the Steelers for their young quarterback. It's not necessarily going to be the quote unquote hostile environment. No. That he would typically walk into. No, not at all. And that's because there's 70 total Chargers fans. Um, right. You know, every it's embarrassing for them. To, and I have a little beef with Chargers fans. But, you know, when the Chiefs come to town, when the Raiders come to town, when the Broncos come to town, they're never the majority of their division rival games. Could you imagine 85% or maybe not 85%, 75% of the fans being Ravens fans at Heinz Field? Are you kidding me? That is. Uh, they did. They did say apparently that last week there was a good percentage of Ravens fans. Well, that's because there's, there's a problem in Pittsburgh. People don't want to go to football games anymore. 
we will get to that right. podcast. Um, but you know, this is a good. We're not going to Seattle. We're not going to Mile High, which I think is a much. I would much rather play in Los Angeles versus Denver. You know, just as right. comparing AFC West, AFC S, or AFC West. And then even the Chiefs, even Oakland. I mean, of all the places to play on the West Coast, like, yes, I will play in Los Angeles against Phillip Rivers. The only thing that you have a problem with, really, is there. You know, Phillip Rivers is, you know, the same amount of Ben. He's been here, what, 16 years? He's, he, he knows the system. I don't think he's had that great of a year. I also read a statistic that they have been inside the two-yard line four times. Okay, and they've come away with zero points. They've thrown three picks and they fumbled. So, you know, I mean, Bill Brewer's obviously struggling some this year with you're playing a defense like the Steelers that has been had 10 turnovers over the last three games. They certainly had the chance to, you know, duplicate some of the stuff that the previous defense has done against the Chargers. So I'm excited. Um, you know, on offense, there's a lot of questions, but for whatever reason, Steelers Nation seems to be triply excited about Devlin Hodges as they have been Mason Rudolph. Okay. Yeah, I don't get that. By the way, I, I don't. I don't get that at all. I, I think, I think it's because like when you realize Mason Rudolph is starting, you're like, oh crap, you know that means Ben's done for the year, and you're kind of like, you know, there was no initial excitement, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> there must be you know some kind of you know excitement about the duck thing. That's like, oh, he's got a cool. I nickname. mean, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say that. Obviously, Devlin Hodges deserves to be in this position. He. Competed on a tryout, came in on a tryout, earned his way to a training camp position, and really, um, you know, some argue might have made the, should have made the roster over Josh Dobbs uh, at the outset. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say this guy hasn't proved himself. Um, I said a long time ago he's probably the best fourth quarterback on the Steelers roster I've ever seen in my life. I was, um, but you know, I don't know. If, and, and, and there's, and let me just be very clear. I don't give a damn what Devlin does tonight. When Mason is healthy, he will be the starter. I agree. I, it doesn't – I don't – this dude can complete every single one of his passes, have a perfect quarterback rating, and he can go out there and win the damn game. I don't care. It's not going to be his team. Um, when, when, now, again, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not rooting for the guy. Obviously, I'm, I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a Steelers supporter. Um, so, I obviously want him to do well. But let me be, let's, just, let's just be clear. Let's call a spade a spade now. Mason Rudolph – is the quarterback of this team for this year. And when he's healthy and cleared, he'll be, he'll return. So while yes, you could be excited about Devlin and and see what the young kids got and seems like he's got this kind of just, you know, nonchalant personality kind of just out there winging it, having fun. I mean, that's all good. Well, and let's see how long that lasts. And if he comes out and throws a pick on his first drive and see how much excitement there really is. Um, You know, obviously I'm not hoping for that, but again, everything, it's a very reactionary world that we live in. Um, so right now there's, he hasn't done anything for you to react poorly to. So as soon as the first thing goes, he's, everyone's going to say he sucks, uh, and that we need Mason back. So, you know, let's just prepare for that as well. And, you know, the other thing is if he would struggle and then, you know, Mason's kind of struggled. And and to me, it's the Steelers fans are looking at the quarterback. They're like, well, the, the quarterback isn't very good, you know, and, it's so much easier to blame the quarterback now because they're not named Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, Mason Rudolph is a very capable quarterback in this league. I believe that he could be a starter for several years. All right, I think Hodges is talented just as much. He's probably not to level Mason, but he's he can get in there and do the job. 
let's be critical because we've all been very critical of the defensive coordinator for the Steelers for a very long time, and rightfully so. Looking back at the Chargers game last year and looking back at the Jacksonville playoff game you know, a couple years ago, we need to be just as critical with Randy Feetner. What are Randy Feetner's qualifications for this job in the first place just because he's buddy-buddy with Ben? Right, this is not a long-term solution at the offensive position, if you ask me. So while we're all watching this game tonight, you know, let's judge the quarterbacks fairly. All right, but let's also say, you know, is it the you know, whose fault last week when we're at our own 10-yard line for us to go wildcat and the running back throw the ball? That's the, our offensive coordinator. <clears throat> let's, let's give the criticism where it is rightly justified. So <clears> – <throat> I all I've heard this week is that it doesn't seem like everyone's hoping that there's going to be this kind of uh, they're just going to let it fly, uh, let it you know they're going to let Hodges be you know not going to they're not going to basically hand hand uh, handcuff him. Um, but that was that was what everyone was hoping for. But what I've heard is going to be the opposite. They're going to see a lot of run the ball, which the Chargers struggle stopping the run, but the Steelers also struggle to run the ball. So at some point, it's like that Spider Man. Uh, thing pointing at each other. Someone's gonna. Someone's gonna. Something's gonna have to happen. Someone's either gonna get run the ball successfully, or they're gonna get stopped running from a team that can't stop the running on anybody else. So that's something to watch. But everything I've heard is that it's it's gonna be a conservative game plan. Again, who the hell knows? I mean, I'm not, I don't think anyone really knows. Um, obviously, you'll see Devlin, and when he's when, when he's given an opportunity to throw the ball, I think you're gonna see more changes than you would have from Mason. Mason um, protects the football, makes the che- takes the check down, takes what the defense gives you. Devlin is gonna is gonna rip it, and so you're gonna have to live and die with those decisions. Some of them will be good, some of them will be bad. Um, but I think he just has to give them an opportunity to stay in the game. But I think their defense will do that. Um, this Chargers team right now is in a state of flux. I mean, they just lost at home again, quote unquote, at home last week to the Broncos, who are a bad football team. Um, but the Steelers also. By record, are a bad football team in one and four. But I think, again, if you look at their last three losses by a combined total of nine points, the teams that they've lost to are combined 16 and three, uh, playing with their second, now third string quarterback, all things considered, still one and four. But, you know, there's reason to think that the Steelers are better than what the record says. But as the old folks say, you are what your record says you are. So obviously, something's going to have to be here. But this is also a big game, too, for obviously a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons that I, and I keep talking about this, about the Steelers' future um, and the and the conference and the division, um, you have to think the Chargers are going to be in that wild card race. So this is one of those games where the head to head tiebreaker. You know, you got games against Chargers coming up uh, tonight. You got you got the Bills later in the year. You've got the uh, Colts, obviously the Browns twice still. You got the Ravens again. So these AFC games, they got they have to start putting some wins together, and that's the reality. We talk about it. People want to bury the Steelers, which, again, go ahead and bury them. The reality is not – and I'm not saying it's because of what they've done. It's because of what everyone hasn't done. And at some point, the Steelers are going to have to start doing something about their situation. But at the same time, if everyone keeps, you know, you know wet in the bed, uh, the Steelers are going to be in it. The reality is, you know, the, the Browns have a tough game against Seattle today. They got, they got, they're going to have a bye, and they think they have the New England. Um, the, uh, the Ravens, they have the Bengals this week, but then they go to Seattle. They've got New England after that week. Or after after their bye, so there's some, there's some tough games coming up for some of you know some of the teams in the division. There's still an opportunity for the Steelers to keep themselves relevant through Halloween and into you know Thanksgiving when the stuff really starts to you know 
teams start really making their move. So, and again, we've talked about this. I think the Steelers have what? I don't know if you have this thing, but I think it's what, one of the um, easiest schedules remaining. I think the Bills only have the easiest. Yeah. Um, one left. Top three or four. Yeah. So, obviously, there's an opportunity there. Um, but I think if you're, if you're uh, predicting this game, Vince, the Steelers win this game if – and I'm waiting. That was where you. I don't know. You put. You put up picking up on a putting down. Yes. So the Steelers win the game if they don't commit <clears throat> more than three unforced penalties. Okay. And I know that's kind of very specific, but last week they uh, started their first drive with a false start, and then they start the third drive. They start with a, a false start, and they were you know backed up into first and fifteen, to first and fifteen, but then. Um, you know, I don't know if this was on fourth or oh, this was a penalty, I believe. It was second and one, okay, and they were in the red zone, and it turned into wildcat. A yes, the, the wildcat is one of the penalties. Mm-hmm. Wildcat. And they turned do you into think a real quick, real quick? Do you think they still run the wildcat with Benny Snell, who has some experience with it at Kentucky? I think the wildcat is buried this week. Mm-hmm. I'm just just asking. I I know I I don't necessarily think that may be the case, but I'd like it to be the case. I'm going to decide. I think it's buried. Um, and are you if they excited? Don't turn the ball over. So. Are you excited for Benny Snell? Sorry, I know I'm cutting you off, but I'm excited. I'm just just a part piggy off that. Are you excited for Benny Snell? Yeah, I I hope I. What I've seen of Benny Snell so far on offense is you know not been the most exciting things, but. I, if you use him the right way, and it's going to be a lot like James Conner was, you know, his rookie season. James Conner didn't look like the, the running back that he is now, you know, in week one through ten, I would say, of his rookie season. They started to come on a little bit later. Um, Benny Snell football is, you know, third and two, third and one. Let's go get the push, okay? He can go forward. Now let's, you know, against the Chargers team, let's make sure that happens. I think if he's used right and situationally, you know, obviously – uh, James Conner is going to take the load of the carries tonight. But, you know, if he's used maybe seven or eight times on short yard situations, you know, that we can convert on, I think that's perfectly how you should use him. So, yes, I'm excited. And hopefully that's, you know, one of those things where second and goal from the two-yard line, he could just punch it in. I think that would be a huge boost of confidence to Benny Snell. So, yeah, I'm excited. No, and I think he's one of those guys, right, you kind of pound the ball, trying to wear down the defense a little bit. But you'd obviously, like you said, he's going to spell – Connor. Connor's going to get the bulk of the carries. Um, but I think this is a kind of a game where you might see some I, – I, I don't know how you would – gimmicky is the word people use for a quad cap, but I think you might see some trick plays, obviously some more reverses. Not that the Steelers haven't run them, but I think you might see a little bit more of them tonight trying to manufacture some offense um, to help Devlin take, take the stress off of him. But, again, it's really going to come down to the defense. The defense has got to – I think the defense – I think if the Steelers win the game, I think, that's, I think the defense scores a touchdown. That's, wow. that's just my opinion. Um, I'm not saying they have to, but I think I'd be – I'd feel a lot better if the Steelers' defense can produce some points. Because it ain't coming from the special teams uh, in terms of returns. But no. you're talking about splash on the defensive side. They've been creating it. And I, and I don't think it's necessarily far-fetched to think that they can't get it. They can't get in the end zone. Um, I mean, let's just face it. As shocking as it is, they're a turnover team. They're a turnover defense. So – you know, I, I like to see them try to you know help the office, the offense out. Any turnover would be great, right? If they, if they turn if they turn the charges over, 
they're, they're going to have a good uh, chance to win. However, they've been turning teams over, but they haven't been capitalizing them, putting touchdowns on the board. They've been setting the field goals. They're not scoring at all. So they have to convert on those opportunities, especially to, especially on a night like tonight. Yes, they have. I mean, the inefficiency of the offense to make the, the opposing team pay for the turnovers is ridiculous. You know, they Lamar Jackson turned the ball over, you know, on the what, the 25-yard line, and they came in with three points. Yep. Um, the only time they really get touchdowns is when they have to drive the whole length of the field. It's just a, it's and, a very – And, and the, the, I think we talked about it a little bit, uh, this, and this is kind of a moot point but irrelevant, but – it's just unfortunate because I think the, the Steelers and I don't and some people say it might be because they were down ten nothing, but it just seemed like Mason was just starting to kind of get his rhythm, starting pushing the ball down the field, the intermediate throws. Um, he's oh he's been taking some shots early. In the, he, he was he was only taking maybe one a game um, early on, but now he started taking a couple more shots and he's pushing the ball down the field. And it's just unfortunate because he started really getting his rhythm. And again, the play that he got knocked out on was the hell. That was, that was his best I mean, play. everything's going to be uh, – that was his best play, and, and, and that's Ben-esque, if you will. But Devlin has an opportunity, obviously, and I, and I think, you know, I, I, I appreciate his kind of gunslinger mentality, just kind of gripping and rip it, which I'm fine with. Um, but, again, I think this game ha- – the Steelers win this game, it, it, it has nothing – it's not that it's going to have nothing to do with it. The Steelers need to win this game on their defense. This game is on the defense. It does. I don't. And I, and I don't want to say that I'm not. I'm not trying to poo-poo Devlin, but I'm also. Um, but I'm not. And I'm also not trying to say that he can't. He can't be the reason. I'm not, I'm not saying he can't be the reason they win, but I'm trying. I'm. I'm saying that they better. They better need. They better need to go in the game thinking they have to win on this defense and not make Devlin win it for them. Well, no, sense. I don't think that that they will make Devlin win it for them. But at the same time, I don't. I don't see why you can't just let him do his thing because you're one and four, like this. You're gonna... No, I, I, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you. I'm definitely in full agreement with you. Let him rip it. Let him be who he is. Let, the, let these players be in their most comfortable situation possible. If he's the guy that wants to get out, get the ball out in rhythm on time, and make these throws, let him be that. Don't try to make them. I always feel like I always agree with the philosophy that you have to build your scheme around your personnel. Yeah. Not the other yes. way around. Don't try to make someone who can't do something do something they're not comfortable doing. You know, that's why Bill Belichick gets credit for all these guys that he just takes these casts off because he finds out what they're really good at, and that's all he has them do. Okay, I mean, and it doesn't sound like rocket science, but unfortunately, I think sometimes people try to make people who are incapable of doing X, Y, or Z uh, do them, and they get, you know, it gets thrown in their face. No, I- so – I, I agree with you. Justice. Devlin needs to – they just – exactly. Exactly. Make – they need to develop this scheme, develop this game plan about around his strengths. Don't try – like, that's why everyone's so PO'd about when Mason went out to San Francisco. They try to make the game plan as if it was for Ben. Okay? I'm not saying Mason um, is, gonna, is not one day going to be capable of pushing the ball down the field vertically consistently and, and that kind of thing, but that was his first start on the road. In, in, in Santa Clara, uh, in San Francisco, um, for at that time a two and football team was now four and It looks like they could be a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think they learned from that. Hopefully, and tonight they just let they make this for Devlin. Do what he do what he likes. Don't try to make it just, you know, 
because this because our offense is built around Ben and our coordinators here because of Ben. You can't do that. You gotta you gotta coach a little bit. You gotta you gotta let them do what they do best. Yeah, this is like I said, you know, earlier. This is the ultimate test for Randy Feetner. You know, can you come up with something in a sliver with a sliver of creativity, you know, to help mm-hmm. your quarterback win this game? Because he, this is what coaching comes through, and I, you know, Mike Tomlin to give him credit here is not known for being an offensive mastermind. You know, when I see that, you know, you and I both discussed in the past that, you know, he helps a lot or a significant role with the defense. Okay. That's because he was a DB's coach at Tampa and a defensive coordinator with Minnesota. All right. He doesn't know anything about the offense. And that's why you kind of have Ben and Randy there, you know, working together. And he's like, all right, you guys go do your thing. Now it's really a problem for this team because there is no like offensive leadership, if you will. Now, the question I'm thinking, I don't know if this or not, do you think Ben fouled with the team? Um, I think so. I hope so. I think that would make things a lot smoother. Because, honest to God, I trust Rand- I trust Ben Arthur as an offensive coordinator better than Randy Peter. I'm just saying. Well, the last time, last time they went out to San Diego, it was – I remember specifically the, the, when Mike Vick was the quarterback. I mean, they were struggling. They couldn't get anything going. Um, and my, he had that long touchdown to Marcus Wheaton, and he said that my, after the game, Mike Vick said that was all Ben. He drew it up on the sideline. He basically turned one of the plays, I think he just kind of made it for Vick or something. I don't know. But Vick gave Ben credit for it. And obviously, Ben's not the coordinator. He's not, not, not going to be a coach, per se. He's going to obviously offer his insight. But you, I, I can see what you're saying. You know, he definitely, like I said, I remember that distinctly. I remember Mike Vick threw that long bomb to Marcus Wheaton. I know people are probably saying, how the hell does he remember that stupid stuff like that? But that's just who we that's are, fine. Vince. Um, um, so, yeah, no, I can see that. Um, I'm going to start off with predictions. I want to ask you something unrelated to the game afterwards to close out the show. Um, I'm going to go 23-16 Chargers. Yeah, 16 is a weird number. Um this is a weird game. I, I'm going to go 21 uh, to 20, Pittsburgh. Okay. Okay, there you have it. Vince will obviously tweet them out yes. as well. Um, and we'll obviously be following along throughout the day. Get everyone gets, And it's the best when you get to enjoy football all day and then watch the Steelers at night. That way, when you, if they happen to lose, uh, which they've been doing a little bit too much of this year, uh, you, you, all you're doing is pretty much getting yourself ready to go to bed anyway. So you hate watching a 1 o'clock game and they lose, and you really don't want to watch football the rest of the day. Um, nice to go to bed. But Vince, right. Um, not trying to be a yinzer here, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's even going to be considered. Jason, some rumors are out there that the Washington Redskins and Odor Dan Snyder is going to make a play, and a hard play for um, – Mike Tomlin to be the coach of the Redskins. Mike Tomlin just signed a one-year extension as opposed to the typical two-year extension that the Steelers usually give their coaches. Um, Kevin Colbert has decided not to sign an extension. He's going to take it year by year. Potentially could retire after the draft. I think that's when his contract runs through. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Jason Lockenfour had an, uh, something come out this morning who said that Dan Snyder is fully prepared to part with draft picks to acquire Tomlin. He feels as though he is the um, – guy that can change the, their face to their franchise, be the face of their franchise. Um, obviously, um, I think according to John Clayton, this is not something that Tom would have to agree on. If the, if the Rooney's don't end up saying the, the, the picks or whatever the, the, um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, 
the basically whatever the whatever the Washington was I can't I'm having a brain fart here whatever Washington is willing to give up um, if it's too rich to say no it's not like Mike Tom can say no you can't do that the the Rudy can just send him off without really his approval um, I don't think that would happen but um, just to kind of connect a little bit of dots here Mike Tom grew up in the Virginia area Maryland Virginia um, area obviously they are the Washington Redskins they do play in Landover Maryland. Um, his son is now a wide receiver at the University of Maryland. He is a freshman. Um, so just connected some dots. Vince, really quick as we close out the show, any thoughts as Jameis Winston throws a horrible pick to Luke Keekley? Sorry about that. Um, any thoughts to that rumor? And if, if, um, Let's just say that the last, I think the last trade of the coach or the most prominent one was the John Gruden run. I believe they got, the Raiders got two first round picks and two second round picks. I don't think that would be the offer from this Washington Redskins, but who the hell knows? Cause who the hell knows what Dan Snyder thinks in any mm-hmm. but any, if they were to say, I'll give you a first round pick and a second round pick this year for Mike Tomlin, what would you do? Not for sale. Not for sale. I, I decline. Yeah, I, I don't understand where the Steelers fans' main animosity is. Like, I don't think there are a lot of people that can do this job very efficiently. And I don't think that there was anybody else that could have handled Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Osper in the same building at the same time. And we, hear, we didn't hear a lick. We didn't hear a thing until things didn't go well for – two weeks at the end of the season. Uh, we didn't hear a thing. Mike Tomlin has an amazing way of keeping things in the organization. The standard is the standard. I, I, I don't, I would not personally like to part with Mike Tomlin. I don't care what Washington says. Washington is a bed of dysfunction. They always, they have been since Dan Snyder has been there. They always will be as Dan Snyder is the owner of that organization. I'm sorry, Redskins fans. All right. But, you know, I, I discussed this the other day. Um, I was like, you know, like, oh, well, he may want to go visit his kids in Maryland. Okay. And he can get on a plane or a helicopter and get there just as quickly. All right. Now, is he that physically close? No. But if Mike Tom's going to go see something, his kids for a reason, then he's going to go see them. All right. He still would have a job as the Washington Redskins coach, that's pretty much a full-time job. NFL coach is full-time, last time I checked. All right, you have to go to scouting reports. Even in the middle of March, you know, you're going to colleges, you're going to pro days. You're visiting with draft draft prospects. All right, you're talking about free agency. Like, there's constantly things to do. You know, GMs and coaches are extremely busy people. So, I I don't see the want for the um, Steelers would want to get rid of Mike Tomlin. Uh, you know, yinzers are going to be yinzers and very reactionary, as you said earlier, and they're going to constantly want somebody else, you know, because he is compared to Bill Belichick, who is, you know, won six Super Bowls, you know, with his time with the Patriots. Uh, go back to, if you compare him to Cower, he pretty much has the same resume as Bill Cower. Like, he's been to two Super Bowls. He's been to multiple AFC Championship games. All right, they both won one. They both lost one. And when Mike, when Cowher decided that he wanted to leave, they let him leave. When um, uh, Chuck Knoll decided to leave, you know, at, after a decade of doing very, very poorly in football, they let him leave gracefully. 
this organization is not about to trade one of their coaches because they're they have a methodology and you can make the argument well you know things have been really different because they've traded first round picks this year and you know it's been a little different with the Suns, you know, kind of stepping up and taking ownership. Yes, they have made a few, you know, different splashes in free agency and trading draft picks, if you will. But when it comes to coaches and when it comes to people operating, I don't think they will stray too far from the past and what they, you know, what they've done. I agree. And the only thing I'm going to add to that is the only way this happens is if Mike Tomlin himself goes, I think it's time for a change. Exactly. That's the only way to happen. That's the only way it's going to happen. Is that Mike Tomlin goes to Mr. Rooney after the season and says, you know what? You know, and people, of course, are interpreting his response to it from the question that was asked him at this press conference, you know, and saying he didn't really deflect it or didn't really dismiss it. Um, but again, I don't care what anybody says, what the rumors say. Um, I'm going to believe it when I see it type of thing, especially when it comes to coaches as you just outlined uh, there. But again, the only way this happens is if Mike Tomlin at the end of the season goes to Mr. Rooney and said, I think you know. It's, I think it's. I think it's best if we just both part ways, uh, and let's make this work with Washington. That's the only way. And I, I believe that Mike Tomlin would like to win, though I don't think he has any interest going. <laughs> I'm. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, you know, you know that when you and who you go, you go, for, you go from working for, for the Rooney family, a pristine sports franchise, to going to the Washington Redskins. Good lord! And you got to play Philadelphia twice a year. You got to play the Giants twice a year, and you got to play Dallas twice a year. And you're, pro- you know, in, in this division, you have to play Cincinnati twice a year. Okay, Baltimore is what it is in Cleveland. The opportunity in Pittsburgh is triple the opportunity in Washington. There you have it. So, thank you so much for listening for another edition of the Devoted Steelers Podcast. As always, please. Uh, go on our multiple outlets that our podcast is available. Subscribe, like, follow. Um, continue to support. We love doing it. Um, I'm sorry if I sound a little nasally. It's been under the weather all week. Um, but again, Steelers, Chargers, what's the time of the game is now? They put it up 15 minutes with 8.15, 8.20, whatever the hell it is. It's Sunday Night Football on NBC. Um, right. Um, obviously, we're rooting for the Steelers. Uh, to recap, Vince has the Steelers winning 21-20. I have the Chargers winning 26 – I'm sorry, 23-16 to 16, um, in favor of the Chargers. Um, obviously interested to see Duck Hodges and the defense uh, go against Phillip Rivers. Um, but we'll be back um, most likely with the night game. We'll probably be back tomorrow, if not Tuesday, with a reaction. Probably one – we might have two by the time Mike Tomlin's press conference comes around. Um, but – We'll obviously give our thoughts, and obviously heading into the bye week, we'll have a lot to talk about and kind of what the Steelers need to do to get themselves ready for this stretch run here. Um, and it could be – you know, we could have a different conversation. And even at 2-4, and four, which is not great, it could be a whole lot better conversation than 1-5. and five. So, yeah. uh, for Vince, this is Dimitri. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.